Welcome, college football fans, to the 2023 season. It is, depending on your opinion of all the changes going on, either the last great year of college football as we know it, or the beginning of a new era of professionalism in college football. From now until January 8th, take the ride with us. This is Sixth Year Seniors. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm tired of losing to Purdue! I'm not here to round this week! That's why I got a college skip! That's why I was an All-American in Michigan! It's Division One football. It's the Big Twelve. I've got so many ways to make love a million ways. I'm So welcome to the debut show of 2023-2024 college football and basketball. This is Alan Caps residing in 60-year seniors west. And that means on the other end of the microphone at 60-year seniors south is Michael Watson. Mikey, how you doing? What the hell is going on? We've been, we've been off four months. Four months and everything's gone to total shit since the last time we talked online, so to speak, I'm fired up. You're fired up. We're not even talking, you know, previews or picks or gambling or anything yet. The world is on fire, apparently, literally and figuratively. I don't even know where to start because I could start in a half dozen different places and go for a half hour. And last time I checked, we don't have six times three half hours. We don't have three hours to do this. So... <laughs> You're going to have to take the lead on this, and I'm just going to jump in because otherwise, otherwise, um, we're, we're, it's a shoot. We're going off the format sheet. Well, yeah, and it's true, man. I mean, there were multiple times in the last month I thought maybe we should record a pod just to get this shit out of the way, but then everything kept changing, and it would. It's like the news today, you know. You you, you try to record something, and by the time you get it up, shit's changed again. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. At least at this point, we think nothing's going to change for the rest of the college football season. Well, okay. Well, here's here's the. I'm, I'm going to throw a caveat in here. I'm going to throw a, a brief caveat. We are recording this on August the 14th. The deadline for teams to submit their request to leave the Atlantic Coast Conference is August the 15th, and Florida State has been cowing and preening and bitching and whining and moaning for months about this to the point where they're trying to round up private equity so they can buy their way out of the ACC grant of rights. And if that happens, God knows what, who the hell knows what happens. Florida state, if, if look, Shit or get off the pot. You ain't got nothing. You don't have an invite to, to the SEC. You don't have an invite to the Big Ten. Nothing's going to happen. So sit down, shut up, and play football in the ACC for another season, and and, and just stop stop the the you know the showboating here. Well, and they are getting off the pot. Uh, just in the last hour, it's been announced that Florida State's whatever board 
is not going to have a meeting, so they can't make a decision. Therefore, they cannot ask to leave the ACC. They're, 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 they're God. So much like Elon Musk, a lot of talk, no action. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm, I'm glad you had the. I'm, I'm glad you had the the BOT news from Florida State. That's that's one of many variables that have been stirring around here over the past six weeks or so. I guess it started. I guess it started when San Diego State said they were going to leave the Mountain West for the Pac-12, well, and wait, then wait they minute. and then they it, had to walk it back. Didn't Colorado already leave for the Big Twelve before San Diego State pulled that stunt? No, not not at that point. Not okay. at that point. Okay. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, San Diego State says, yeah, we want to leave. And the Mountain West says, okay. Yeah. And San Diego State walks that back in a heartbeat. No, no, that isn't what we meant, even though that's what we wrote. Yeah. God, it's like like teenage breakups. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. I want to break up with you. And the girl says, okay, fine. And the guy goes, wait, no, 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 I, that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, no, you're on, you're onto something here. And I don't think any, I haven't seen anybody else out here in the college football media that we are proudly a part of, by the way, take this angle. This is a bunch of high school drama. You've got the two main clicks in the hallways. You, you know, you got, you, it, it's like, what was the outside? It was, it was the, it was the greasers and the, and, and, and the, and the socials or whatever it was that you got the two big clicks that, that are lining up all the chess pieces for a big fight and whatnot. And then you got everybody else trying to see where they fit in and whatnot. And, and, and it's, and it's, he said, she said, girlfriend drama. And, and you know, who saw Ferris Bueller, Baskin Robbins and 31 flavors and, and, and brothers, cousins, mama's babysitters, valet drivers, whatever it is. That's what all this is. And it has been absolutely ridiculous. And they are absolutely destroying college football in the process. Okay. So then, by the way, great reference to Greece. Um, in this case, who's John Travolta and who's Olivia Newton-John who's going to pull this thing back together? Oh, gee, I, see, I, 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 we're already too far down the... It's not, it's not <laughs> happening. It's not happening. It, it's, no, not going to happen. There are, no, there, there are there are not en- here's the there are not enough grown-ups in the room there are to no deal with the situation in the room not at least none making this making the decisions at the, at the conference TV level none whatsoever okay so San Diego State pulled their stunt and then Colorado decided to go back to the big 12 hey Deion Sanders how you doing idiot oh my god August 4th was the date that the Big Ten announced that Oregon and Washington are also coming aboard, along with USC and UCLA, which now makes them, I think, uh, the Big 18. Have you did you did you see the mock up logo with the B with the shaded to make the right side of the B an eight? Oh, it was actually no. it was actually really it was it was the Big Ten logo the current Big Ten logo but just the B just the B font and it had the A it was really sharp they need to use that right now it was a mock up from somebody on Reddit this they need to take that because it was badass I, I, I will give them that but that being said you're not the Big 18 you're the Big Ten and how do you have a football we haven't even figured here's we haven't even figured out how to have a football league with 16 teams like yet and now we're doing big a uh, football league with 18 teams. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah, I mean, do they not remember what happened when 
It was either the WAC or the Mountain West. Tried it was the WAC. This, and it lasted one year, if I remember correctly. Yep, it was the WAC, and, and we wound up with the Mountain West out of it because it was that, an absolute that, shit that show. That was it, because there were just yep. too many teams. Yep. Of course, all, all of this is clearly setting the stage for college football endgame, where football finally is broken out of the NCAA, and we have two monster conferences However they figure it out, it's going to be the college football super league, whether we have promotion or relegation or, or we just have lesser, lesser payouts for the, for the, for the Vanderbilts and the Rutgers and the Northwesterns and the Indianas of the football world. And then we can go back to, to regular geographical conference affiliations in every other freaking sport, but it needs to happen. And at this point, let's, let's, let's accelerate this and let's just kill off the concept of college football as we know it right now, get to whatever this next step is, because whatever's going to happen between now and then is going to be just brutally awful. Yes, the 2024-2025 season is going to be horrid. going to be absolutely horrid. And I think that the fans might be the ones who, who actually turn the networks into realizing that. And I'm not sure how, because you know they're not going to not watch college football. But if they watch college football and yet complain about it, usually networks don't care. Because, I mean, that, that's how that's how sports talk became a thing. You exactly. know, I, I don't care if you don't like me. All I care is that you listen to me. Hell, that's how Stephen A. Smith had, had a such a long career. Well, and here's, there's so much going on. And we still haven't really gotten past the tip of the iceberg. So, so we're, we're we, the Big Ten has eighteen teams, okay? But we're still in the we're still in the environment where you still got to play Illinois, you still got to play Maryland, you still got to play Rutgers. Rutgers has to schedule Rutgers has to schedule nine conference games. There will be nine Big Ten games that feature Rutgers okay? and Northwestern. If I'm sorry, if Rutgers and yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't care if Rutgers is in the big selling point. For, oh, well, we're in three time zones now. We can have the 11 o'clock game, the midday game, and the and we can put a late game on the West Coast. Let me tell you something. If you got Rutgers versus Oregon as, as your as your Pac-12 after dark, now Big Ten after dark game, um, I'm not watching. I'm not staying up to watch Rutgers. I'm sorry. Okay, there you go. You know what I'm watching? The, I'm watching the Mountain West. Yeah, I'm watching Boise State. Or, or, or UNLV or Nevada. Or, yeah. I mean, especially when at halftime, Oregon will have a 30 nothing lead over Rutgers. And Rutgers will have one first down. I mean, it'll, it'll be the Major League Baseball playoff sacrifice game every week. Every, every week. Yeah. Here's the thing you add teams, that's great, but you st- that, that until you solve your, your have and have nots problem. The big boys aren't all going to play against each other. You don't have a conference of Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, Iowa, and Wisconsin. That's what you want. But you, that's only half your league. You still got the bottom half of the league that you have to schedule. You have to have TV inventory for it. And at some point, it, it's not going to matter. Nobody's going to care about the bottom of the league. Nobody, just like nobody cares about the bottom of the SEC. The SEC loves to loves to brag and, and, and run around and talk about how great they are and, and how deep the league is. Let me tell you something. Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, 
it ain't drawing a rating. It's not popping a number. South Carolina and Missouri, it's not popping a number. You got to have top, teams that are up there, top 25 conference contenders, things like that. That will happen. And you cannot have that with the conferences the way they are currently situated. And congratulations, Washington. You joined the Big Ten. You know what you're never going to do? You're never going to win the Big Ten. So what's the point? And that's the other thing. Like you said, with so many teams involved, there's going to be a lot of teams that have moved into the Big Ten who will never sniff a conference title ever again. Yeah. And how's that going to work for recruiting? A kid isn't going to be thrilled to say, yeah, I want to be on television against Michigan, but he's not going to say, yeah, I want to be on television against Michigan, get my ass kicked. Or, you know, I want to, I'll take it the other way. I'm a kid from, I'm a kid from Seattle. I want to be on television so so I can go play Rutgers three time zones away. Go play Maryland three time zones away. My parents can't go to the games, the the road games now. You know, and there was and there was and there was a, you know talk from the softball players in Pac-12. They're like, "What are y'all doing? Yeah, this is ridiculous. I did not sign up for this." Okay, well, when we get to Stanford, I, yeah, because Stanford is a, an Olympic sport dynasty. Who is they've now won twenty? They've won twenty. They've won twenty three out of the twenty six directors' cups. Yeah. Yeah, and and they're going to get screwed because all their sports are now getting loaded into the Big Ten if, unless we fix this shit in the next two years. So before the PAC, well, let's see, at that point, they were down to the PAC. Seven. Uh, seven? Or nine? Eight. eight. No, uh, seven. Colorado yeah. left. Colorado left. Wait, no, it Oregon was, it was PAC and 12. Washington. Plus USC. Yeah, yeah, and USC, UCL already gone. Yep. Yeah. So, so we're done the, seven now. So the, the Pac Seven announced this great TV package oh, with Jesus Apple Christ. Plus. Sorry, there are already good television programming that I won't purchase Apple Plus to watch. For instance, uh, the, the the soccer coach guy. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Hijack, I, I, Hijack was good. There's a, there's some good stuff on Apple Plus. I'll, I'll, I will throw that out there. But let me tell you something. But would People, you purchase it if would you purchase it just to watch Pack Four football? How many people? How many people went out of their way to subscribe to Pack Twelve Network when they had all twelve teams? Well, I did. Well, you, but again, because I live in California. Exactly. That's the, that's the thing. And if if you, if USC wasn't a big enough draw to make Pac-12 network a viable, you know, thing going forward, who it, it, there's no chance of it. And so, frankly, Pac-12 football games on the Pac-12 network were like the third tier games. There were better basketball games on the Pac-12 network than football games. Oh yeah. So anyway, af- after they announced that they've got this agreement with Apple Plus, Arizona that was says, that was contingent that was contingent on hitting a certain number of subscribers to get the full payout. Exactly. Yep. Arizona says screw that and hops to the Big Twelve. Uh, probably about a week later, Arizona State and Utah follows. So now they are down to the Pack Four: Stanford, California, Oregon State, Washington State. And they got a kicking Apple Plus deal. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Wazoo and Oregon State got absolutely screwed here. 
yeah absolutely screwed stanford might be able to hang on as an independent i wanted to, i wanted to talk to you about that can't can't stanford pull the independent gig for a little while because i think they can i i think they can especially with their other sports because other universities will want to they'll want to come to stanford yeah. To face the Stanford water polo team or the Stanford swim team or the, uh, uh, what, what else does Stanford have that's just phenomenal? soccer? They're soccer. great at soccer. Yeah. They got a great now, baseball team. Yeah, I, I think it was eight of the um, eight of the World Cup team members on the U.S. Yeah. team alone were from Stanford. Yeah, they are basically a farm team for the U.S. women's national team. Yeah, and and then if you looked, there were Stanford alums or students on other national teams as yeah. well. Yeah, so I yeah. think Stanford could do it. I'm not sure about Cal because uh, they, they, yeah. they've had financial issues in their yep. sports department for years. Yep. I mean, there, there was a time where they thought their baseball program was going to get dumped until some really nice donors came in and saved the program. That was probably about six or seven years ago, I want to say. That sounds about right. I don't know what Oregon State and Washington State are going to do because why does a university want to go to Corvallis or Pullman to play games against those two universities? I, I, I don't see any any way this doesn't end up with the Beavs and the Cougs in the Mountain West. They add value to the Mountain West. Yes, they would. I, I think they'd be a good fit for the Mountain West. I, look, uh, look, look but now sign, the Mountain West me. is up to like 16 teams, right? I think that would take them. To, I think that would take them to 14. It's 12. It's six. And, there's two two divisions of six right now. Okay, all y'all look alike. Yeah, so it'll be seven and seven. Hey, sign me up for Boise and Wazoo every year. Oh that'd yeah, that'd be fantastic. That'd be I mean, outstanding. That, that that's a great non-conference football game every year. Yeah, and, and the, the proximity. Look, yep. I, I, tw- I, I tweeted this. I've learned two. I've learned two things. If I've learned two things in my life, this is what it is. Proximity breeds contempt <laughs> and, yeah. per- and personal issues draw money. That's what college football is supposed to. Those two things are what college sports is supposed to be about. And they're trying to take all of that. Look, I don't care about that. There's no personal issues between Washington and Ohio State. There's no personal issues between USC and Michigan. It's just not there. I don't care. All right. Oh, and they're not, and they're not close to each other. Proxi- I need proximity and I need, and I need some heat. Come on. Okay. Here's the other thing. When Michigan and Ohio state come to USC and they see a half empty stadium because people in Southern California don't care about college football. They have 20 better things to do in Southern California. The only, the only time that they were packing the Coliseum out was the Carroll years when they were you know, back-to-back national champs and all that stuff. They, they pull a big crowd then, but he, after that, no, it's, you know, you're, you can get seats, you can get seats at the Coliseum. Anytime. And let's not even talk about UCLA hosting games at the Rose Bowl. That's a shit show. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting how the TV networks hide the lack of fans, you know, cause that's usually a hundred thousand people here to witness the game. Well, <laughs> here's part, and let's tie this back. And I want to, I want to loop back to Stanford and Cal on a little bit. So don't let me forget it. But you want to talk about TV and hiding fans? Doesn't all of this kind of go back to the pandemic when they forced football then? 
And it was like, oh, we can play football in front of no fans. This is a this is a made for TV event. And if we're traveling the kids all over the place, they can take their classes online while they're in an airport. Does the pandemic tie back to that? I don't know if it is. I, I don't think it's blame, but I think it, I think it might've accelerated it though. Could be. I mean, it's the same reason that uh, a lot of people, when they started working from home, never went back into the office because they realized managers hated this, but they realized <laughs> that employees work just as well without a manager hanging over their shoulder. Yeah. If not better. Let me hit Stanford and Cal. Somebody yeah. threw somebody threw this nuclear idea out, and it's crazy enough where I almost want to see it happen. So the big wild card, going back to the beginning of this whole conversation in the ACC, is Notre Dame. Notre Dame has the next; they've got the next big TV contract coming up. Uh, their their deal with NBC expires after next football season. Um, and as we saw with the big 12 negotiations and then what, how the PAC 12s negotiations just melted down, the infinite supply of money might not be there. So would it behoove the Irish not to join the ACC as is contractually obligated in the grant of rights, but to buy their way out of their ACC obligations and create their own conference, the Notre Dame football conference with Annual rivals Stanford and Navy. Let's bring in Army and Air Force and yeah, Cal. I like this. So you, you got Notre Dame, Stanford, Cal, Army, Navy, and Air Force. There's six. Find me two more. Let's make eight. I have a feeling two schools would jump on that opportunity. I would I would think so. How about a Vanderbilt? Uh, you know, who's just getting run roughshod every year in the SEC. I'm, and um, I, what he, he, I'm, 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 I'm thinking this is old school and they used to play out a lot. Um, how about Boston College. Yeah, there you go. But you, you got to think Boston College, you know, I, I, although the ACC money is pretty good. Could they get as much hanging out with Notre Dame? I mean, basically, it's, it's going to be Notre Dame winning the conference by three games every year. And everybody knows they whatever, blah, blah, blah. They're an independent. They can do whatever. But hey, uh, you've you got, you got some juice there. you got some juice. Not necessarily. You not throw necessarily. You a couple of good ringers. Let's, let's say let's try and bring in Syracuse. They might sign up for it. You know, Syracuse can give Notre Dame a tussle. Stanford can give Notre Dame a tussle. Could, could could you get Northwestern out of Chicago? With, with the, although I, I I doubt they'd leave the Big Ten for for that. The Big Ten money is pretty guaranteed. So yeah, yeah. Air, Air Force I think could give Notre Dame a game. You know, maybe not every year, but I could see in that conference Notre Dame not being unbeaten pretty much every year. It'd be interesting. And, and, and Notre Dame could Notre Dame could control all the all the TV rights and all that stuff. You still get the Notre Dame brand. Plus, plus you get here's here's the other thing. You get you get the big game. You get Stanford and Cal every year. You get you get all the military service games. You get the Army Navy game, which is a big fucking deal if you haven't paid attention to TV ratings. It pops a huge number every year. Uh, you you got the Commanders and Chiefs trophy every year. That would have some, that would have some heat behind it. That definitely if I, would. If I'm Notre Dame, I'm keeping that in my back pocket. Just as, as if, if, the, if the negotiations, when the NBC goes south, say, hey, what if we were able to deliver you all of our games plus Army, Navy, plus, you know, 
all the military academy games plus Stanford plus Stanford Cal, all that stuff. Yeah, I I I don't remember who brought that up on Twitter, but I was like, that is almost crazy enough where it could work. I, I like and why that not? Idea. Yeah, we're cha- we're changing everything else up. Why not change this up? Absolute shit show. All right, so we thought we were going to do a thirty minute program. We're obviously not because as I look at this, we're almost twenty four minutes in. I could I can I could go another half hour right now on all of that, I, I, but, I'm, I but I'm backing but, but, off. But we have other topics that are just as ridiculous. It's been a summer. Good God, it's been a summer. <laughs> Let's start with Life Wallet and owner John Ruiz, who is now under federal civil and criminal investigation. Ruiz is heavy into college NIL funding with the University of Miami. Oh, no way. My, yes. my, Miami's paying, paying for No. So, for instance, one of the first deals Ruiz cut was with the women's basketball team to bring in the Cavender sisters, Haley and Hannah, from Fresno State. And immediately the NCAA found he'd made impermissible contact. <laughs> of <laughs> Go <course>. figure. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is because that deal got nixed, the Cavenders have since left Miami and signed $1 million deals with a digital marketing company. Oh, I, I, I heard a rumor they were, they were the WWE was sniffing around. Oh, yes, yes. And they're going to the NXT training oh, system. God. Yeah. Who cares? Well, it, I'll tell you who cares. Young teens who like blonde women. A dime a dozen. It, that's just it. They kind of are. They are. I'm, they're they're good looking, but they're not like, oh my God. They've somehow you know, purchased a home in Miami. That's now their stomping ground. And, uh, man, again, because of NXT. Oh, you know, now I remember seeing the article. Oh my God. They, they, they took, they took offense because someone was asking about, you know, oh, their influencer game. And then they took it in the raw. Oh my God. It was so, oh, that's just so. So many influencers get offended when people call them out for being an influencer. Yeah, I know. It's like, come on, admit what you do. We did all the hard work to build our brand and blah, 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 blah. Get the fuck out of here. EA Sports College Football 2024 was briefly derailed by (laughs) negotiations with one team sports. It It all came back around. You're going to get the game this year. I better. I've been waiting for it for 10 damn years. Players are going to get about $500 to have their name, image, and likeness in the game. If they opt out, then EA Sports just creates a generic player with the same number. And like no they name used to. on the back of the jersey. Like they used to. So what's the difference here? Right, great. You could have paid the guys a long time ago. It's so stupid. Well, no. The thing is, is the players are just like, no, that's not enough money. And EA Sports says, okay, you don't get anything, and we still get what we want. A whole lot of, much to do about nothing. Good grief. Let's talk about people trying to make money, also in a very illegal way. This was, this was the dumbest story of the offseason. <laughs> this this was the was. dumbest story of the offseason. <laughs> so the Alabama baseball coach is now fired, and his gambling buddy, I believe he's facing charges 
for trying to place a $100,000 bet on an LSU-Alabama regular season baseball game. And he did it by walking up to a book with his phone in his hand while he is talking to the Alabama baseball coach. On a live line. Who is telling him that he is scratching his starting pitcher. And I mean, they've got cameras everywhere in casinos. What what the hell are you thinking? So I don't even think he laid the bet. I think he got caught even before he got to lay the bet. I, and the worst thing was is LSU was like a minus three hundred or minus three fifty favorite. So it wasn't like he was trying to make a shit ton of money. A hundred thousand dollars at minus three fifty is. Uh, uh, maybe three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, thirty thousand dollars. Ridiculous! I I cannot believe how stupid people who obviously have never gambled before and what they think they can get away with. I did he really think it was going to be that easy? I, well, obviously th- 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 there are cameras that could zoomed in on his phone and could see texts between him and the Alabama baseball coach. And the other thing was, it was, what was like the, what's the total haul for, for a night of college baseball? Oh yeah. That's the other thing. Uh, It might be like a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. And you come in dropping six digits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, That was hilarious. And then in Iowa, both Iowa State and Iowa athletes are getting charged with illegally betting through DraftKings and FanDuel by using uh, other people's accounts. So essentially that is tampering with IDs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Iowa State starting quarterback Hunter Deckers was using an account started by his parents. Starting running back Jarrell Brock was using an account started by a non-athlete. And three others at Iowa State with starting experience are part of 11 current and former Iowa State and Iowa athletes charged. Okay, look, 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 uh, there's one thing I got to say here. At least the Iowa kids were betting the under on themselves. Oh, 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 I just saw something. I haven't been able to confirm this yet. But apparently, one of the years, one of the Iowa wide receivers scored a touchdown. He bet the under on the game. He scored the touchdown that made the score go over the total. Oh, my God. So, hey, hey, at least he's not, you know, at least he's not screwing with the game itself. Oh, so yeah, yeah, well, so yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's not, he, you know, he's not shaving points. And, and, and just so everybody Allegedly. Knows, yeah, just so everybody knows, these guys were betting like five, ten dollars a game. That doesn't make it right, but at least they weren't betting a hundred thousand dollars a game. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Iowa started legalizing gambling in 2019. Uh, Tom Ferentz, have I got the name right, the Iowa coach? Oh, uh, Kirk Ferentz. Kirk Ferentz came out the other day and subtly asked, hey, why why is only Iowa players getting charged and investigated? <laughs> well, okay, here's the deal. 
One, it's a new setup, so they're watching it very closely. Two, you don't know that other states aren't investigating players in other states yet. And three, where were you to tell the players to not do this? <laughs> and and if, I, I find it absolutely ridiculous that the players thought if they just had an account in another person's name, that would work. It's all good, IP yeah. addresses, folks. IP addresses. <laughs> My God. I Maybe the only hope is, is that because of what happens in Iowa, players in other states will realize it's not that easy to gamble. And because they've been told not to, maybe they shouldn't. No, that'd be too easy. There'll be something <laughs> else comes up. Let's go to basketball real quick. Bob Huggins gets a DUI in the offseason. He resigns from West Virginia, then claims he hasn't resigned or even wrote his resignation letter. Where are we (laughs) with Bob Huggins? (sighs) So, uh, fire me. I'm already fired. I'm not fired. Yes. (laughs) God, I, 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 I don't know. I, I I think we've seen the last of Bob Huggins at least for five or six years until people forget about this incident. And he gets sober. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's too bad. He's a good coach, but yeah. he's got personal demons. Bronny James, during a USC practice, suffers a cardiac arrest. Yeah, this was scary. This was scary. And thankfully, medical personnel was right there on the court, uh, got him to a hospital. There hasn't been a lot of news coming out as to how he's progressed from that, other than the James family says he's doing fine. But I don't think we're going to see Bronny James this year at USC. No, not going to happen. And and frankly, I, well, I, I, I can't say, you know, Keontae Johnson. Um, yeah. I, I can't say that his career is over, but that's that's scary. Absolutely. So let, let's get to a couple final things. We have to talk about Twitter and threads. Oh, And God. a fight that's never going to happen. Uh, we are now on threads. Uh, are, are we the same? Uh, the number six YS? Wait. We're, what, e- we're either... What, oh, um, it's... It's almost like I could pull it up right here. Actually, hell, yeah, I can pull it up. Hang on a second. I have some issues with threads. It's not great right now. And and it kind of seems like Twitter is, they're not writing themselves, but they haven't done anything stupid in the last month or so. Yeah, because they became X on July 24th. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because what do you do when you have a worldwide recognized brand um, and, and iconic logos and lingo and stuff? Yeah, let's change all that away just to make it X. Real, real, real good idea there, man. Narcissist. It's that simple. He's oh, it absolutely is. Yep. It's sixth-year seniors spelled out, by the way. Gotcha. So, if Twitter, Twitter will still be our our main force for now. Until Elon Musk does something else stupid. Uh, but we are set up in threads if necessary. 
And and I did happen to land the old uh, Blue Sky invite last week. So I am uh, kicking over the rocks over there to check out the uh, check out the landscape. Very good. So the pro- we, we... had th- had threads rolled out their chronological timeline that first night. Oh, it would Twitter would it would have been over. It would have been over right out of the gate. Instead, they waited three weeks and everybody got tired of the novelty. Everybody got tired of waiting and went back to Twitter. And, and threads the threads had their moment. That was their window, and they missed it. They they also needed a laptop version. Yes, yeah, they absolutely need something to be able to throw up on a on a laptop or desktop window. It can't just be mobile. Yeah. So the other thing that Elon Musk did that was stupid was he demanded a fight, a cage fight, with Mark Zuckerberg. Now y'all seen photos of Elon Musk. You may not have seen photos of a stripped-down Mark Zuckerberg, but this dude's ripped, and he, he I, I forget which form of karate he practices, but he's good at it. So I think once Elon realized that Zuckerberg wasn't going to back down, he, he texted Zuckerberg and asked for a, quote, practice round at Zuckerberg's house last week, at which point Zuckerberg posted... Uh, I think it might have been on Twitter or threads. I don't know uh, that Elon Musk obviously wasn't serious about this fight. And he was moving on with people who are serious about uh, <laughs> serious about <laughs> life. <laughs> that whole thing is a total shit show. I mean, just absolutely no way around it. It's so bad. I was looking forward to it. I would have paid pay-per-view dollars to watch Mark Zuckerberg kick Elon Musk's ass. Well, and, and it, it would happen. That's why one side will never do it. But also, don't rule out this look. It's all a work, dude. It's all oh. a work. We're, up, we're, we're out here working the marks. Oh, no, I, I think Elon was working the marks. Zuckerberg took it seriously. And when Elon realized that Zuckerberg was serious, he's like, oh, he shit, how do I get out of this? Work he worked himself into a shoot. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> One final note before we get out of here. A good friend of ours who I, we've never met, but he is the reason that Mikey and I met each other. On July 19th, at the way too young age of 49 years old, Rick Skaya passed away after a long bout with cancer. Rick Skaya created first News from Dayton, a pro wrestling news site, which then became Online Onslaught. And both of those sites were the early leaders in professional wrestling news. I had he he'd done the news from Dayton and that got him on that got him on the on the radar of Wrestle Line. And that's where I found Skaya the first time. And so I I read him on Wrestle Line for two years and then end of 2001 they folded up shop and i was like man i'm I'm missing my i'm missing my fix of the rick so i i I don't remember how but i found an email address for him somewhere and maybe it been maybe it was off the news from dayton site i don't know but i remember i sent him an email and i can to this day i remember what i sent him i said where are you writing at now jabroni and he responded back online onslaught and one thing led to another, and we met each other on the boards there. 
and we've yeah, been playing the, and we've been playing in the same fantasy fancy baseball league that was formed on those very boards 19 years later jeez yeah i mean there's got to be what, what would you say at least 20 people who we still keep in touch with uh because I can, of rick skaya I count the the, the 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 day I saw the news. I I was driving back to the hotel and went through my head. And within like two minutes, I thought of thirty people that oh, I wow. still have. I still have, and without even thinking about it, between my Facebook between my Facebook page, um, uh, my Twitter followers, all that stuff. Yeah, there's at least thirty. At least thirty. And like I said, and that's not even thinking. Yeah. He built. He enabled and helped build a great community of people with one common, one common interest, pro wrestling, <laughs> and it grew out from everything else. And, and and there's so many of us that still keep up with each other. I I, I indirectly met my wife because of people from oh, there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um. My wife then bullied other members of the of the online onslaught board into moving to Texas. <laughs> that's true. As <laughs> that's well. true. That's a shoot. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it was it was it was just a, a hell of a community and, and good folks, good people, good content. Um. I, I still it, it was Skya and Scott Keith. I still read Scott Keith's blog. They they were my two guys from Russell Line and, and Scott Keith. Like he's like he's like the last bastion of the old uh, the old uh, the old wrestling boards that that I that I read back in back in high school. Well, let's see. I started reading Skya well before you did in the News from Dayton website. I know this because I had moved from. Southern California up to Chico in 1993. And that's when I got the first taste of the internet. Uh, and I don't know how I found it, but all of a sudden there's this guy who's just throwing thousands of words about professional wrestling and not just, you know, WWE and, and was it WCW at that point. Yeah. It was all WCW at that point. Yeah, uh, but I mean, all the indies, all the small organizations. Uh, I, I I remember the interview he did with Raven, that just went off the rails, uh, because of Raven, because he try Rick tried to keep it kayfabe, and uh -huh. about three questions in, Scott <laughs> Levy said what, what why are why are you doing this let, let's let's talk about let's talk about booking let's talk about you know uh, uh the intelligence of matches let's talk about how we get from point a to point b to point c and once levy took control of the interview it was fantastic i remember i remember hearing of that i don't think i ever i don't, I don't think i ever saw it but i, I remember hearing about that that infamous exchange yeah, and, and the great thing Skya did was he, he laid it all out. You know, from the very first question he asked to where Scott Levy just ripped him a new one, and then they went off in a different direction. And, and I think that's what made that interview so good was because Rick was able to do a 180 and start talking to Scott Levy about what Scott Levy wanted to talk about. Not Raven, but Scott mm -hmm. Levy. That's good stuff. Huge Dayton Flyers fan. Huge yes. Dayton Flyers fan. 
Yes, every the, the, year college basketball did, season. Did did he write his own obituary? Because <laughs> the shot in there about the 2020 national champions was awesome. I I think that might have been his brother. Okay, um, but yes, it's a fantastic shot. <laughs> it was tremendous. God, that's what we lost. We we lost the Dayton-San Diego State National Championship game that season. All right, let's close this down. We we actually have, we're actually 45 minutes, which is closer than I thought we'd get to 30. Um, we're going to come back August 21st with our first round of conference previews, the SEC, the PAC, whatever you want to call it. It's the 12th Jeez. this year. Uh, a couple of independents who are playing in week zero, the American, the Mountain West, and Conference USA. Then we're coming back on August 28th with the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC, a couple indies that didn't play on week zero, the Sun Belt, and the MAC. And then on August 30th, for all you gambling degenerates, we come back with our first set of picks. For the 2023-24 college football season, degenerates unite. Before before we sign off, we're talking about the gambling edition. Do we talk, do we want to talk about Vinny Vegas right now? Uh, sure, go for it. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I I'm not sure where you're going with this. I made a tweet a few weeks ago, and I said that the that the the gambling edition. May have a it may have a direct line back to Vinny Vegas in 1992 WCW because young Mikey loved Vinny Vegas. He was a great character. The 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 the, the casino dealer, uh, big muscle Kevin Nash. The our, our friends over at Booking the Territory catching catching that era right now, and Nash as Nash is hilarious as Vinny Vegas. Um, and it was early on. It was like, oh man, that's, that, 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 that dude hangs out at a casino. He's a gambler. Look at, he's got the cool sunglasses. Love Vinny Vegas. I, let's, 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 let's give Kevin Nash some credit for, for getting, getting young Mikey into, uh, in, in, into the gambling circles of his youth where he was running card games at uh, middle school. That's awesome. I, I'm actually. I, I started following them much later than you, and I've, I've been always catching up. I'm actually at a point where Kevin Nash is one of the master blasters. Oh yeah, you still got some catching up to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm Ooh, about was... I'm about a year and a half behind. <laughs> we, which is odd because when they talk current events, I have to think back and go, okay, what was happening 18 months ago? Exactly. You know, like, like when they're talking football. Yep. And I'm like. Shit, who won the Super Bowl that year? <laughs> Good stuff. Because of Vinny Vegas, there will be a gambling edition on August 30th. We're going to make some plays. It's going to be good for make some plays for week one. We might make some we might make some picks the next time we talk to you. Just throwing that out there. It'll probably happen. Um, I, I definitely have one. That's for damn sure. The plot thickens right out of the gate. I have nothing else for the listening. I actually, I do have more for the listening audience, but we don't have time to go through it. <laughs> I'm shutting you down. I'm shutting you down. Cut me off. <laughs> Cut me off. Send us home, Mikey. Oh, man. Well, for, for, for Greg Sankey, John Swafford, um, 
and everybody except for George What's-His-Face out in the Pac-12 who absolutely nuked the Conference of Champions. That's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We'll be back next week, August 21st, talk about some uh, some preseason picks and, and whatnot, all kinds of shenanigans right here on 60 Year Seniors.